the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Don't go fast. Welcome to Yak Radio, the radio show that's about, well, who knows? It's a different topic every week. But Yak Radio is always full of information to help you and your family get through life. Now here's your Yak Radio host, Dave Stahl. Don't go fast. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl right here on FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. By the way, that's Audrey Mason. She is such an off-road fanatic. And one of her idols is Sue Mead, who's on the line with us right now. But first off, we've got to talk about San Diego Propane. If you're out in East County and you need propane, go to sd-propane.com. Family-owned and operated. Great price, great service. Can't beat it. West Escondido Auto and Trans. Four locations for all your automotive needs. Go to westautomotivegroup.com. All right. Hey, Sue, how are you today? Good afternoon, Dave. I'm great. I'm in uh, snowy New England. You're on the other side of the country, and I'm sure there's no snow down in the valley. What's that stuff? That white stuff that falls on the ground and you slip on it? I don't I've heard people have to shovel right? it out of the way. Yeah. I think it's cold sometimes. I don't know. Somebody, I, I thought you put like strawberry syrup on it. You know, oh, that's a snow cone. Uh, as close as I'm going to get to it. Then we have Amy Lerner. Hey, Amy, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you guys doing? So where are you? Are you in snow up to your ears, too? I am. I'm on the East Coast as well, a bit south of Sioux, but we had about two feet in the last storm, and we're probably getting another 6 to 12 with the one that's currently going on. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, hey, Sue, if you don't mind, I'd like to dedicate this show to Ron Morehouse or Moorhead. I was hoping that we could just say something about yes. Ron. I haven't shared that with Amy yet. Amy, one of the best, unbelievable, brightest, and most humorous, humble, yep. fun guys from the road passed away on Thursday. Right. Uh, wasn't formally announced until yesterday, but we just loved him. Yeah. Loved him dearly. And you yeah. know, be- between Thank you for that. Yeah, I just, him, Art Gould. I mean, we have lost yeah. some serious icons you know, in the last couple of years that is just very, 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 very sad. But it, but it, one thing, he left us along with art, but they left us the most amazing memories ever. So anyway, I'm dedicating. Absolutely. I'm dedicating the show to this. All right. Hey, by the way, Sue, I want you to meet Audrey. Audrey wants to be you. You are my idol, one of them. She has been talking Thank about you. you. Yeah, she's been talking about you. This girl, she loves off-roading like nobody's business. She drove to King of the Hammers, did a 24-hour turnaround just so she could be there. But that's another story. And she'll be chatting with you in the uh, near future because she's going to pick your brain. Probably Amy's as well. Amy, a yeah. Porsche 911, Porsche 911 yeah. at Dakar. Girl, I knew that car. Why not? Out of all the cars you could choose, but that's iconic. That wasn't that car well, built. Rear wheel drive is. But wasn't that car built engine. for off road? 
The car that I drove in, yes, it was built as a tribute uh, to the Porsches that were driven in the mid-80s by some legendary European race drivers like Rene Metsch and Jackie Eakes. Um, Rene Metsch actually won the Decla Rally overall in a Porsche in 1986, which is kind of crazy when you look back and you think about it. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you come in second? We came in second in our class. Yep, and we were 15th overall. Wow. But second in your class. And the last picture I've seen of you, it looked like you were high-sided someplace. I don't know if that was a good photo. to. No. I'm curious what photo that was. Yeah, we actually, uh, the only terrain that gave us any real difficulty, and I would probably blame the, my personal learning curve, having been used to uh, being off-road in a 4x4, uh-huh. et cetera. Uh, to going to a two-wheel drive sports car was when we were in deep, heavy sand, and it was really hot. So the sand was soft, you know, and rear-wheel drive vehicle, engine in the back. Um, you know, and if you if you know how to drive in the sand, you know that when you want to stop, you don't slam on the brakes because the nose of the car dives into the sand and you bury the car. So I'm <laughs> good at just when you know you're not going to go in the sand and you're going to stop, you coast. So I would coast to a gentle stop with that car and get out, and the rear end of the car would have immediately sunk so deep, it's basically in the sand to the axles. Wow. So I And I have learned. Go ahead, Sue. Oh, I I was going to say, Amy, um, among the things that I was just so enamored with was the fact that her vehicle was also a manual transmission, and she had not driven it. Until the prologue, the day before the race officially started, she had not driven that vehicle, and so she had to get used to all the things that she's saying, but also driving a manual, and every day she just got tougher and moved up in the ranking and had a bigger smile on her face when she came back to camp. And and it's not just a a manual transmission car. It's a two-wheel drive rear-engine Porsche. Two-wheel drive. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. not 500 horsepower. It's not all-wheel drive. It's That's not, what I was just going to say. Yeah, it doesn't have any of the above, which I'm sure it's, it's not, Amy, it's not like you couldn't drive a stick shift, but was this the first rear-engine four-cylinder vehicle that you challenged yourself in? Or six-cylinder, I'm sorry. Uh, in in the dirt, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had never driven a two-wheel, a few, I mean, you can, you can count the go-kart I looked around my yard in when I was, you know, 12 years old. But uh, <laughs> until then, it's really, it was all four-wheel drive SUV-type vehicles, not low-slung rear-engine two-wheel drive sports cars. So why did you do this? Did somebody come to you and said, hey, Amy, have I got a deal for you? Actually, no, uh, it was mid-October, and I was, I guess, having a moment and my mind was wandering, staying home as we all had had mm. been and have been doing um, and thought, geez, you know, that Dakar Classic that they announced in June sounds like it would be fun. It's kind of crazy, but I wonder if I could, if I could go, if I found a vehicle, I bet I could figure the rest of it out. Realizing that there were two weeks until registration is closed. So oh, wow. The gentleman that I, <laughs> I called the gentleman that I knew from the Gazelle Rally in Morocco and knowing that he worked for ASO at Dakar, and he called some people who called some people, and he was able to present me with several vehicle options. 
uh, two different Land Rovers, which were available for lease, and the Porsche. So it was a combination of the economics. Uh, it made a lot more sense to buy the car that was available for sale. Um, I knew if I didn't trash it, I'd be okay financially and then spend a tremendous amount of money just to rent something. And then the second part of it was, it's a two-wheel drive rear-engine Porsche. How fun is that? And yeah. how much of a hard new challenge was that going to be? So why the heck not? And it wow. just it all fell in place after that. Well, I guess the next question, me being the car nut that I am, did you keep the car or did you resell it? I still have the car. It is actually back at the shop in Belgium getting a uh, post-mortem. It just <laughs> arrived back in Europe maybe two, three days ago. So I'm going to find out, you know, I don't think anything's really damaged um, that I don't know about. But again, you race off-road, things bang around, Thanks, they rattle yeah. until you mm-hmm. really pull it apart. You don't know what condition it's in. And then um, I'll go from there. I'm I'm not honestly sure what, whether I will. How did it do during it the event? Did it. you have a lot of, because I know you, I know they give you, you can, at the end of the race each day, you have mechanic guys that they offer to you that can work on the vehicle, um, except for the marathon day, right? The, how did the car perform? Yep. The car actually is extremely well built. It was built by a man named Stefan Enrard, who had competed at the Dakar Rally several times himself. And it had been built a number of years previously to race in classic rallies. And it wow. uh, he won a rally in it. It was a uh, Eric Vanderpool, a Formula, Belgian Formula One driver, oh, had yeah. rallied it a couple of times. And then it just, he, you know, the, the owner decided to go on to other things. So the car was incredibly well built in terms of strength and performance and mod and uh, you know reinforcing what needed to be reinforced. So we really mechanically did not have any issues, with the exception of one day when uh, there was a steep, very rocky mountain pass we had to get through. And I looked at it and I thought, wow, if I was in my Jeep, I'd be in four low here, and just had to kind of you know gun it and bang up it and broke a shock. Oh. Not unexpected, oh. not surprising. Yeah, you know. And shocks are cheap. Hey, hang on for a second. Yeah. We got to take a quick break. We come back. I want to find out if Sue Mead's ever run the Dakar. I don't know if she has or hasn't. She has. But we'll find out when we come back right here on Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Yak Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Bumper Docks A&T. Scratches, dings, and dents. Nobody does it better. Anything with your drivetrain, San Diego gear and axle, transfer cases, 4x4s, all-wheel drives, two-wheel drives. Steve is the man. Go to sdgearaxle.com. We're talking to Sue Mead and Amy Lerner. Amy just came back from Dakar, second in class. Sue, now you've raced the Dakar before, right? I have. I've actually had the good fortune of racing it twice. The first time was in 2000, Mm -hmm. and in honor of the millennium, we actually started at the base of the Eiffel Tower and put our boats, our cars rather, on the boat to go to Senegal in Africa. Wow. Which was often the ending spot of the rally. And then we raced to the pyramids in Egypt, and it was a pretty crazy event because we had a 
terrorist threat in the middle of it and had to be airlifted to Libya for safety. So that was my first year at the Dakar. And then uh, it was pretty crazy, but it was pretty wonderful that we finished and made for some really good story copy. What'd you drive? What did you drive? A Kia Sportage, and I've been enamored with Kias ever since. Uh-huh. We, um, Jackie Ix, who Amy mentioned, was racing that year with his daughter, Vanina. And in the middle, he came to me and he said, next time, come back with bigger horses and smaller tires, because we <laughs> had small horses, <laughs> small horsepower and giant tires. Um, but then I went back just to visit with Mitsubishi Motorsports in 2001 and was able to drive with you to Kleinschmidt, who won it that year, the day before the final stage. And I went back in 2009 when the rally was going to take off from Portugal and was canceled because of another terrorist event. Mm -hmm. And I went back in 2010 and was a support driver for VW in South America. And my charmed moment was going back in 2011 with Darren Skilton, and we won the stock production class wow. in a um, it was a 2010 Ford Raptor. That was when Raptor was new, and I had done a thousand mile test drive in it. We jumped in it in Buenos Aires, drove 6,000 miles up and over the Andes, down to the Pacific Ocean and back. And we took a win, and that was the first time an American team had ever had a win in the Dakar. So we were just absolutely over the moon. Wow. That's when I started following yeah, Sue. Was By the way, she just passed out. She's, she just came back, too, again. <laughs> So, you know, Sue, Amy, let me ask you a question because I've got so much horsepower sitting across me right now. I mean, her head's about ready to explode. And and I told her, I said, you know, to get where Amy and Sue have gotten takes a lot of work, takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of knowing people. So my question to you two is, is there a school somebody could go to that could you know sharpen their skills and learn because i already talked to her she goes ah, i don't need that i know everything yeah, right <laughs> no. right 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 but do they do they have a accredited school that say potential sponsors look at as graduates yeah Amy, you want to feel that one or you want me to start either way uh i would actually say to the best of my knowledge for things like dakar or you know the baja 1000 what you would consider more desert racing Mm -hmm. or cross-country rally type stuff um there might be something in europe somewhere but i'm not aware of it Uh, there are a couple of schools one uh on the east coast one on the west coast that are great for uh, like wrc type rallying yeah which mm-hmm. is more two-wheel drive vehicles which mm-hmm. i would not hesitate to go and you know any seat time you get and any any time you get right. a chance to learn what happens to a vehicle when you lose control a little bit yep. will benefit you no matter what kind of racing you do gotcha. but, yeah. uh, i don't know sue is, sue is there anything you know of at the moment well i was going to say um I was going to be a little sarcastic and say school of hard knocks, yeah. um, but uh-huh. really getting yeah. dirt under your fingernails and you're in San Diego. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. You are so fortunate. You're right at the front door of yeah. all kinds of Baja events that range from 
the 1,000, the 500, the 250, and I hope the upcoming Nora one Mexican 1,000. Yeah. But a lot of what what I would recommend for you is to find some race teams, and maybe Dave can help you, or we could help you. You just travel along with them. You help put fuel in. You um, help out at the pit stops. You get to know the language. You get to know the people, and then. If you have the opportunity, it sounds like you do, and I look forward to meeting you and maybe helping you. Um, I'm really looking to mentor people these days. You find a way to – all you need to do is give some coverage. So you could go to one of the teams and say, can I ride along if there's a third seat, which there are in some, or second seat, learn how to navigate, and – the other school that came to mind is not really a school, but I think you would be eligible for is the um, what was once called Wide Open Baja with the open wheel desert race cars. Yeah. And they're a hoot to drive. I've raced those um, in the Baja 1000. And as Amy said, the most important thing, both for learning to be a navigator and learning to be a driver, is to learn how to feel the vehicle under your seat and mm-hmm. just develop the, if you've got the passion, you'll have the comfort for bouncing around. You don't bounce around as much when you're at the wheel, but you need to have that comfort. You need to have um, confidence in whoever you are with, but you have a lot of opportunity to start at that level and see where you can go. And if you have journalist cred, you can get ink, you can get on airtime, you're going to find it so much easier right. to get going. Well, and this is why I, I told her and talked her into coming on radio with me. Yeah. I said, because this is a gateway to the industry you would like to be in. And so she's been with both of them, actually. Ed's a two-wheel guy, so we don't even want to talk to him. Yeah. But we only talk to motorcycles him. motorcycles <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, did we say that Audrey's um, signed up for the Rebel Yeah, rally? we got – she signed up for Rebel. She signed early enough to get her jacket, and she's racing with Nicole. Nicole Honstead and I and will be Team 149 this year. Yeah. So – and then we've been – Still of, looking for a car. Yeah, we've been – yeah, you know, it's funny. We've been looking for a car, but, you know, how most women are, she's rather impatient. So she went out and bought a Jeep – <laughs> so if she doesn't I, I highly approve. yeah and so if she doesn't get a ride in fact scott brown was such such a gem because he finally talked yeah, to her and he says great. he says look you know talking to the corporate guys you got to have creds you know as long as california he says go to a local dealer get a local dealer to support you start at that level and like i told her you know you gotta what year's your jeep 18. So it's a 2018 four-door J- yep, JL. JL. Mm-hmm. So go st- get, accessorize it. You know, Get all the stuff you want on it, mm-hmm. wrap it, and use your own vehicle to set the stage. So, yeah. So I was very, very impressed that she she ponied up the money. She got registered. And do you guys know Nicole? She was a 2017 Rebel Rally. Winner. Uh, when, well, uh, they... They didn't finisher. win. She was a finisher. Oh, did yeah. she finish it? Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, she finished it, oh. but they they didn't win, unfortunately. Um, uh, but she um, is going to be my navigator for this ex- one, and we're going to go back and forth because I want to learn the navigation aspect of it as well. I want to try both portions of it. So I told her, I'm like, we're going to go back and forth. There's going to be days where I want you to drive so I can do the navigation and try and find, you know, and 
keep us on track and so we can test our our skills equally. Which is what well, you two said. I have said. a few things to say, but I'm going to also just say something quickly and then defer to Amy. I've done the Gazelle Rally, which is what spawned yep. the Rebel Rally here. And, but I think Amy's done that four times. Um, and Amy has set up a vehicle, uh, set up a Jeep, rather. Um, and she's also done the Rebel. Mm-hmm. I was um, a team, had a team manager role for Amy and her drive partner for that. But she's the one that you... Um, can get some good um, support and information from mm-hmm. about setting up a vehicle. And again, I think you can have a much easier time of it if you have some way to get some... Um, get some mentoring. There you go. Yeah. And, and to give something back, find a, you know, find a way to do a magazine story, get on air and talk about what you're doing to set it up. All those things will let people help you, right, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm happy to share any information I can to get you going. Right. So, Amy, are you going to be in the uh uh are you going to be in the uh, rebel this year? No, I will not. Oh, how about you, Sue? Yeah. Um I'm formally saying no. I had given it some thought. Having done the Gazelle Rally, which um I did enjoy, I enjoyed it very much in Morocco. I realize that it's not my kind of competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has great value and it's a great um, way to learn to drive and navigate and also share those duties. But I actually like having the opportunity to go fast and go slow both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I that's like going to be my biggest issue is it's a rally and I am a racer. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be one of my my largest. She's a female Robbie Gordon is what she's trying to tell you. Okay. And Robbie Uh either wins or he destroys whatever it is he's driving. Okay. So we've got to figure out a way to tone her down. And, And I think between Sue and Amy, if you talk to them enough, you know, fast is slow and slow is fast. Oh, I definitely yeah. want to pick your brains in regards to, um, I know we have to take break here in a minute, but when we come back, how did you set your vehicles up? What did you use? Well, she can't tell you that on air. That's uh, giving away trade secrets. <laughs> Maybe one or two. Maybe one or two we yeah. can share. We'll see. I can do that. All right. Well, you're listening to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl with Sue Mead and Amy Lerner with Audrey Mason and Ed Stoven on their coattails. On FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. We have very, very special guests, uh, Sue Mead and Amy Lerner. These are very, very well known racers. Uh, they've been racing for probably more years than they're even going to tell us but they all have their own different you know ways of racing Uh, it was interesting sue that you mentioned the nora because i announced that race for like three years in a row with mr perlman and the gang wow and talk about in fact it was really funny because walker evans came up to me and he says you know doing the nora was the first time i actually got to see the scenery (laughs) 
<laughs> well, besides seeing, doesn't that make a lot of sense? It does. Tun- tunnel vision. Well, don't yeah, when you're be- racing. You, all you see oh, is what's in front of oh. you. And and I think the East Peninsula of the Baja is probably one of the most beautiful parts oh, of the Baja. Along the shore with the oh. islands. And- oh, unbelievable. So, I know. It's really great. So, okay. So, Amy, what what's next on your plate? That's actually a tough question to answer given, uh, you know, the state of the world yeah, in COVID yeah. and whether or not events are actually going to happen and things have gotten pushed. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably top of the list for me is back to the Dakar next year. Okay. Yeah. So, With hopefully maybe something else thrown in if, yeah. you know. So, so, so what do you do? What do you do during the day? I mean, do you have a job? Do you write for publications? You know, give the folks a little, no, little snippet. I'm, uh, I guess I could say that I'm an entrepreneur. I have uh, several different things that I do. Cool. Um, all investment-based in one format or another, right. whether, you know, stock market, financial, uh, real estate, and that kind of stuff. I've been oh. doing that for a while. Boring. Jeez. But, <laughs> but it pays all the right, bills. All right. Can, uh, can I jump in and... and You're a pilot. ...for a moment about Amy, and this also <laughs> ties to... The Nora, we're both fans of the Nora 1000, yeah. Mexican 1000. But um, Amy, I don't know if you had finished as I jumped in here, but Amy oh, also yeah. has done one of the few, very few off-road movies. I'll let her tell you about it. And I worked with her a good two and a half, maybe almost three years. And some of the filming was at the Nora 1000. Um and it's really her story to tell, that, but it's an off-road movie that, shy of the pandemic, probably would have um, uh, been playing big screen. Um, you guys need to know more about that and maybe have her on to talk about it. She's yeah. won a number of awards. So, Amy, you take the, take the mic on that one. You're talking real estate over an off-road movie, girl? You must have gotten rolled yeah, over you, once you, or twice. Yeah. You caught me. I'm back in the. Re- I've been back in the real world for a little ah. bit, so I gotta switch. Let me switch hats. Okay. Um, so, I, uh, as Sue mentioned, I produced and directed a documentary film called One More Win, and it is about Rod Hall, who I'm certain is a familiar name to you guys. Oh uh, yeah. His uh, the couple of years leading up to his record-setting 50th Baja 1000 race. And we wove that in with his history going back to that very first Mexican 1000 race in 1967, where, uh, what was it, 52 adventurers left from the bullring in Ensenada and just headed down the peninsula and hope they made it to La Paz. Wow. And as as Sue mentioned, um, 2020... 20 was going to be our festival season. And uh, after the festival season, we we're going to work in distribution and festivals along with so many other things, either got canceled, postponed, pivoted to digital. Yeah. Um, so we're a little behind on the plans. Um, however, if you want to watch the movie, actually right now it is available at the uh, Berlin liftoff film festival from February 1st to February 28th. You can you can purchase and watch the film online. We've been fortunate. We got accepted into about a dozen festivals, won a fan favorite award, won a couple of jury awards, and it just was an incredible thing to follow Rod, who was 
been a friend and mentor of mine for many years uh, and what he went through to get to Baja in 2017 and also the opportunity to meet so many amazing people in that world and learn the history Mm -hmm. and the the grit and the determination and the camaraderie and just everything that it takes to be successful in that world was, was awesome. Okay, so it's one more win, right? Yeah, one more win. Yes, you know I'm going to go home. I'm going home and renting it. I am going to do. I'm going to buy it. I don't care what it takes. But once (laughs) you, I know you're on the East Coast, but no offense, San Diego is off road mecca. Yeah, how do we get this out for them? Well, I'm just saying, you come out, you come out here, and or if you know you're coming out here, I'll give you television. Uh, we'll give you two hours of radio. We will put you on the map out here because, again, those are the kinds of movies that you just love. I mean, the hit and Rod yeah. Hall. Yeah. Talk about mentor. If you if you Google oh, off road mentor, Rod Hall. Yeah. I have to tell you a cute story. So I'm doing. I was doing another off road show and with Paul with with Nora actually, and we went to an expo. And this little cute lady comes up, and she's just in her 60s and just is adorable. So it turns out Rod Hall taught her how to race a Hummer H1. And so that was the whole premise of the interview. So we're talking, and she was gloating and saying how great he was. And then I turned around, and I said, so, you know, what do you do during the day? Oh, I'm a madam at one of the brothels in Reno. <laughs> now, you got to understand, my my station I'm on has the largest religious uh, conglomerate uh, in the country. I thought I was going to get taken off of the air, but she was just an absolute doll. And it just goes to show you, Rod will pretty much teach anybody that that really has a desire to learn off-roading. And no one, no one, does it be- did it better than Rod? Oh my God, he's one of my idols. Yeah. Well, Rod was also and, one of my mentors, and um, it's, it's one of the things that bonded Amy and me as we met each other. And I started with Rod in 1995. Mark Smith picked mm-hmm. me up with Rod, and I did the Baja 1000 with him in a Hummer. And the remarkable thing is that his training when we talk about going fast and going slow and knowing how to keep your vehicle, Mm -hmm. which Amy obviously did with that Porsche, um, Rod was hallmarked for that. And um, Robbie Gordon's a friend. He was one of our sponsors this Mm -hmm. year for Dakar. Um, But he has a, he has a bit of a different (laughs) philosophy. And and speaking of schools, I know Robbie does do some schools in North Carolina. I think he has a track there. Yeah. Um, so that's another thought, but, but he only um, does two things. He goes fast or he crashes. Am I, am I right? Am I right? Or am I right? You are. Robbie is really talented. And I, when I, when Darren and I won in 2011, I was able to come home and say, I beat Robbie Gordon. And the truth is Robbie was in our class. Uh And I, I always say, I beat Robbie Gordon. The truth is Robbie beat himself. Of course. He did not. He, you know, so there, I admire him. And as I said, Amy um, was able to get him to be a sponsor of her team this year. And excellent. Um, we couldn't bring his energy drink because we were limited to an incredibly low amount of kilograms to at the last minute to get on charter flights to get to Saudi Arabia. Oh. But 
um, we both think well of Robbie for her, I know, for his perseverance. Oh, my God. I love yeah. that guy. So one more cute little story. So, you know, he put that little stadium truck thing together where he jumps over the ramps. So, mm-hmm. so I call him up and I says, hey, I hear you're coming to San Diego. Would you like to come to KUSI and do a little promo? He's down, down, down. We're going to do just fine. Well, he didn't. You know, not a lot of people went. So he called me up. He said, okay, I, I'm, I'm doing it next month. Can I come? I said, oh, sure. So they, I don't know what I was thinking. We put a ramp up in the parking lot and got one of his young drivers, hit the ramp at like 80 miles an hour, flying through midair, hits the asphalt, sliding sideways, almost took out cars, packed the place at, at Qualcomm Stadium. Just literally packed the wow. place. Wow. But how fun. What I a, want, I want a to, difference. I want to do that make. so bad. Sue, have you not wanted to do that type of racing? Because you got to admit that, or you, Amy, that that looks like it's just the bomb. That does look really fun, I have to say. God. Well, my my bucket. You no, know, it, it's not. I'll be honest again, just like I was about um, yeah. some of the. Um, I one of the things I love about off road racing is that it's not stadium. I I love where it takes me, the diversity of terrain, and in the same day, you can watch the sunrise and sunset, and you can be in sand, you can be in pine trees, um, rocks like Amy was, and desert. And the other thing that I really like is, (laughs) until it's really serious, is that you have to have a lot of skills as a true desert racer. Because if you break down or you have a flat tire or you get have um, you're stuck in the sand, there are a lot of times where you're the one that's going to fix it, right. and you need to have some know your vehicle a bit, and you need to know a bit of basic first aid. And I like all that. So, We're nodding our heads over here. No, no, no. Eight, right. Give right. me eight hundred horsepower and a ramp. I'll tell you what I'm trying to do. I'm 75 years old, okay? I'm going to contact Dennis Anderson, have him build me a monster truck. We're going to get AARP to sponsor it. (laughs) Now, I may only get one or two jumps out of it, but that is so on my bucket list, guys, I can't even begin to tell you. You're talking to rally racers and desert racers. Know, You're I not know. talking to the right group. Of, I know. Of, you I know. know. You never is, know. You, AARP might be onto this. I think AARP would be all over that. Are you kidding? Right. How cool would that be? Okay, let's get Travis Pastrana in here then, and with the Nitro Circus, oh, and it's a different yeah. level. Now that's different too. Well, won't you? Don't you ladies agree? Back when when you guys kind of got into motorsports, it was not easy for women. You know, I was telling about Denise McCluggage, and I was telling about, you know, the Guthries of the world. For a lady to get into a race car, heck, you you weren't even allowed in the pits. So I think today for Audrey to to do this, I think that path is a lot easier to go down, even when you two girls were doing it. And you guys aren't that old. I actually, uh, if you don't mind, since I just jumped in anyway. Um, <laughs> I've no, been racing too. for about 12 years. Okay. Um, my, first, my first life was on a trading desk in Wall Street. I was one of three women to every 100 men. Wow. So to me, to step into racing as a woman, I did not find any concerns, mm. any issues. Um, I will say that I, have, I see a lot more women now, even than I did 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I was still surprised uh, at the Dakar rally, my Porsche... And apparently me, for some reason, um, were 
extremely interesting to people. And I did a zillion interviews wow. and I still got questions like, so, uh, you know, speaking to me and my co-driver, Sarah, when you two were having a calm moment, you know, do you guys have like lady chat? <laughs> and what's you know, lady oh, chat? Are you, are you, well, that we weren't really sure. Maybe, you know, how are your kids? Um, what are you having for lunch? I don't really know what it's supposed to be. I have wow. no idea. But, um, you know, and things like, oh, are you just here for the adventure or are you going to actually try to compete? So there's a lot of perception that needs to be changed. But I personally don't believe that the fact that that perception exists should stop any woman who wants to race. There's no physical reason. And I I brought this point up to someone, you know, if you look around the Dakar bivouac and you look at the drivers of the really powerful cars. They're not huge men. No. They are not six foot four Mm-mm. and 250 pounds. They are five, eight, 150 pounds, you know, whatever I'm guessing, yeah. but extremely fit, extremely athletic. Yeah. And you have to be strong yep. to race anything, yeah. but there's no level of strength that a woman cannot manage yeah. in a vehicle. I- Motorcycles may be different. Don't yeah. know, but in, in a four wheel uh-huh. vehicle, you know, your average woman will be able to get conditioned enough to do just fine. I agree. What about you, Sue? Uh-huh. You know, I'm so glad we're talking about this because my off-road racing career started in 1995 with Rod Hall. As I said, there is not was not a sexist bone in his body. Even I've been asked over the years from Dakar racing to camel trophies where I'd be a month in the rainforest and other places once where I rode yak back. So I love the name of the radio show um, that was in Mongolia on a yak. But um, yeah. the, the, so many people over the years would say to me, well, what do you do when you have to go to the bathroom? And I would laugh and say, look, we all go to the bathroom, men and women, equal number of times a day, pretty much, I think. And it's really not that interesting, I think. And if someone's that interested, I'm always discreet. But um, even being small statured, the only thing that Rod asked of me was that I'd be able to navigate one of his Hummer H1 tires. And I did some training to be able to get that off the spindle in the back of the truck and onto the ground and then back in. But as I, I can tell you, I'm so delighted to say that sexism has not been part of my career Certainly, there have been far fewer women in off-road racing until recently. But what I always love to point out is that in off-road racing, by and large, the men that are in the business, I can name many, are not sexist guys, and they love to help. If you're sincere, you're interested, um, you are. men are going to step up and help you, and they're my mentors. And so... I've been thrilled. I've had a couple of other careers where there's been a bit of real sexism and Mm. I just haven't experienced it. But Amy was great. I remember one um, guy from Ireland coming to our our, um, bivouac one night and and asking her, what was it like to race as a woman? Right, Amy? (laughs) And and Amy said, I I don't really, um, let me think about that because I don't really even think about that. And then... (laughs) that she brought up the size issue and just sort of general fitness. I also think that it gets left out sometimes that for desert racing, which is always or generally distance in the Dakar, 
as opposed to the Baja 1000 or the Mexican 1000, is 12 days. But what you need as much as physical, some physical stamina, you need mental stamina. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to have a sense of humor and to have the ability to have a tough day or tough moment and bounce back. And you see people who have both are the ones who land up on top or make have longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- w- without a shadow of a doubt. All right. All right, let's go ahead and take our last quick break. I didn't want to break in because that was a very good topic, and I appreciate uh, yeah. you ladies doing that for me. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, this is Yak Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Yak Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Import Repair. You're looking for good quality service. 7447 University Avenue. Napa Auto Care. ASC certified. Nobody does it better. And his warranty's good clear across the United States. All right. We've been having so much fun. And thank you, Sue Mead, for taking time out of your day to set this up. <laughs> Amy Lerner, I've been dying to talk to you forever. Uh, Amy Lerner uh, ran the Dakar uh, in a Porsche, uh, rear wheel drive, two wheel drive, six cylinder, came in second in class. Sue Mead, Mecca when it comes to off road racing. I've known Sue for gosh, I don't even know how long I've known her. I helped design her a pair of tennis shoes. I mean, we're tight. We are tight. <laughs> and. And we're missing our dear friend Ron yes. today, yeah. who also had, you know, he had a collection of Jeeps. Jeep vehicles, yeah. and he was a firefighter in search and rescue. So, in Willits, he, California. In Willits, California. Yeah, he is. I mean, and this guy when he when he come walked in the room, the room got quiet. I mean, he was always dressed to the nines. Ron and, Morehouse. Yeah, excellent condition. He was in good shape. Had a sense of humor and a personality, bar none. I mean, you you always wanted to have dinner with him, and you definitely wanted to be his driving partner. Because there was always stories. He'll be sad. He'll be. He knew how to wear a Stetson. Didn't he though? Didn't he though? And I'm glad BJ Clean and and thank her and Mark Maynard for posting that on Facebook. And of course, he was in his white Stetson hat, and he looked awesome, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, buddy. He's. I mean, like I said, you may have left us, but we still got stories. So these two young ladies are in the off-road community. They seem to have a, a an affection for the Nora, which really warms the cockles of my heart because I love that race. I think it's absolutely a blast, and, and anybody can run it. I mean, really. I, I mean, and I've seen a lot of daughter sons run it. I've seen a lot of husband or father sons run it, and then I've seen the hardcore people run it, and it's just a great race. Hopefully this COVID thing will be out of our way by the end of the year and and we can get back to normalcy in, in 2022. Uh, Sue, I know you haven't been on any press events, if any, maybe you know minimal. Uh, what have you been doing to keep busy? There haven't been any slow moments. I, I told Amy, I think last Monday was the first time in a year that I, I was giddy at five in the morning realizing that I wasn't up at three and that 
I had stepped off the treadmill. Um, wow. Last year was incredibly busy for me, even yeah. when I was home. And I did do, I helped set up the Tawa off-road course for uh, their truck rodeo in yeah. October. And I did a couple of drive programs, very few, one of which was the Bronco Sport in Death Valley. Fantastic right. vehicle. I couldn't turn that down. No. Um, but, and then started to help Amy toward the end of October with um, thinking about sponsors and, and just sharing a little bit of local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just always enjoyed working with her and knew that if she was going and I was going along, it was going to be a great program. So now I'm, uh, I have a couple of irons in the fire. I don't have any trips on the agenda. The other thing, as you know, is that I, I as we've talked about it, I took me five years to get my pilot's license mm. with a lot of trials. Um, I haven't flown since I was able to finish in July in Texas. So I'm hoping to just get up in the air yeah. and do some flying this year. And I don't know. We'll see, Dave. Our world is profoundly different. Yeah. I'm watching Zoom Reveals, The New Frontier, and Pathfinder this week. And um, I'm I'm just not enjoying no. the Zoom Reveals. No. And, and, I, and no offense, that it's, Nissan one was terrible. It's not the same. Well, the camera angle it's, of this. I mean, did you, do you not agree? I mean, the, the content was well, fine. But goodness gracious, who did they get for a videographer? It was, I, I told them that I liked it, so yeah. I'm struggling here for a moment. The truth is, I am, any day that I get an invite, um, and often it comes with, you know, sort of a keepsake ring, could you promise that you'll be there for yeah. us next Tuesday right. on our Zoom reveal? I know. And there are some that have been horrible, Ugh. but it's not how I want to see no. what's new about a vehicle. No. I want to be in it, smell yeah. it, drive it. Yep. And I don't want them to get to comfortable. I don't want them to get comfortable with the Zoom stuff. I no. really, really don't. I need to see the vehicle. I want to get... Yeah, the, I know. I, it's not the same. You no. don't get the same experience. Know, you don't know, get to see know, how big the vehicle is. You don't get... And then there's a camaraderie aspect. You know, I mean... The, mm-hmm. the the media world is a small world, believe it or not. And, you know, we miss each other. You know, we get together. We talk about, you know, all the things that we talk about in the auto world. We go to really nice places and, and our and, and our and our manufacturer friends are our, like family. I mean, we. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just hoping, you know, I was talking to James Bell the other day and he says, just get ready. Just get ready. Because nobody, nobody on the planet parties harder than kia and i mean that in a positive <laughs> way am i right sue and i mean that in a positive that's, right. we, that's where that's where we designed our van sneakers i know we, you play games i know we play games we i mean it's and you first off when you go oh come on man we're not gonna play this I, get a team of five and you guys go no i'm not gonna do this and two minutes in man like we're just so competitive it's a blast so anyway, so I hope we do it. So are you writing for anybody, Sue, right now? Or are you in any publications people can follow? Automotivemedia.com okay. um, with Eileen. Uh, oh. And I um, I was doing some work for Bronco Nation. I took a break when I started to work with Amy a bit 
um, mm-hmm. back in October. I am just getting ready to, ready to do a story on Amy for a publication called Linkage, which is a um, very high-end publication featuring the wonderful images of high-end cars. Cool. And we, Amy has those of the 9-11. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm as busy as I want to be right now. All I right. used to have well, 200 newspapers this year. I know. Now it's all... All gone. I know. Well, hey, both of you young ladies, anytime you want to get on radio, I've always, I mean, I'm doing three hours of automotive and two hours of guns. I will find a spot for you two anytime. I'm going to go purchase Amy, one more win and yep. watch it tonight. One more win. Yes. Check it out. Amy. Liftoff Festival Berlin. Okay, very good. Amy, it's great talking to you. Sue, virtual hug, and we will see each other yes. down the road, okay? Yes. Thank you, ladies. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then You Ought to Know is right around the corner right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.